What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Rico Abreu, and you're watching The Skinny. From the Fatheads Eyewear Studios in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny, brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, General Tire, and Dream Giveaway. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Toyota. Welcome back to The Skinny, Kent Stout, Rico. I almost said Abreu. Rico Elmore yeah, sitting I alongside. I, I, was wait, I was waiting on him when he said, I wanted him to say, I'm Rico, and this is the skinny. I'm like, oh, I'm Rico. What are you talking about here? Well, I, I my initial open that that Michael screwed up. By the way, our engineer here yeah, today. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> I was going to say if you could see him standing here side by side, you'd clearly understand that we have the Rico twins yeah. here with us. But he, he's he's seven minutes older than me, so it's good. Rico Abreu has uh, joined us here from California, fresh off of his run at the Chili Bowl. Another stellar effort there. Ended up inside of the top three. Always, always a tough player. Another win on his prelim night. Um, yeah, pretty impressive run there, my friend. And another solid Chili Bowl. Yes, sir. It was uh, it was a good one. Getting five prelim years in a row. Um, you know, putting ourselves in contention every year is all you can ask for at the Chili Bowl. Just being right there at the end. So we got going pretty good at the end of the race. It was exciting for me to... Um, you know, just be right there knocking on the door. I know Christopher and Tanner got going. 
early, um, you know, and then it just took some time to get to them. Once we were there, we showed Bell the nose and, and got him going. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I just, another great year at the Chili Bowl. Um, it's just one of my favorite races to be, be able to attend. Talk to me about, you mentioned that prelim, five consecutive, and I think, is it seven or eight overall, but five consecutive, incredible effort there. I thought it was seven total. Does that sound right? Yeah, so it's seven It's seven out of eight years. So I had a, 2017 had a down year, um, but Keith Coons, he builds the best race cars in, in it when it comes to, uh, you know, USAC Power Eye Midget Racing. Um, you know, and, and his, his cars, um, they perform when they get inside um that building so i'm excited to uh to be able to enjoy all of those wins with him and his organization they've put together a stout team this year bringing 15 cars locking five of them into the a main and four of them were preliminary night main event winners yeah the first four nights yeah it's all uh, keith coons all keith coons uh incredible effort there and uh, you known as mr wednesday night but boy you were put to the test and Chase Randall's running down there on that on that catfish line, that gutter rat line, if you will, and he closed the gap, took the lead, and then slid you, banged the berm, and that was the end of his run. But man, were you, I was thinking, stay at the bottom, dude. It's working. What are you doing? Like, just stay down there. You're driving away from him. But once uh, once that happened, man, you set sail. Yeah, he, uh, you know, Chase put a little pressure on us, uh, made us really get up and get going there at the end. Then Kevin Thomas Jr put some pressure on us the last few laps. I was able to ride the high line and then move down um, on the white flag lap in three and four and block Kevin's run. So it was, uh, you know, just another fantastic night uh, where you put a solid um, race together. You know, we, we got a heat race win, a qualifier win, um, started third in the feature on the prelim night and about halfway we were leading. So, um, you know, those guys, they're going to put pressure on you, um, you know, especially when you're leading, it makes it, really difficult to know where to run. Um, you know, and you can judge that off lap traffic and that Wednesday, we didn't really have the chance to get into lap traffic. Um, you know, maybe once or twice in the race, but nothing to, for me to really, really be able to judge the pace. Um, so I just kind of set my pace on the top. And once I seen somebody on the bottom, I moved down. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it was, there was some amazing race, uh, racing this year. And, uh, you know, as, as we were talking earlier, been there many years, watched many people uh, beat that track and been beat up by that track. And, uh, and it takes one small mistake. It's not, it's not like it's some catastrophic, you, you fence it, you hit the wall, any of the above. I mean, it's a bobble. And uh, for the consecutive wins that, uh, that Rico's had and, uh, and, Again, like you said, Keith Coons' operation, um, you know, it's uh, – and by the way, I don't want to go without saying this, Dason personally being there. Uh, oh, super cool. I mean, that was – That was pretty special, was, yeah. Yes. How, how's he uh, – I didn't get to talk to him. He was over there, and I didn't want to bother him, but doing, doing a lot better. Yeah, he's in great spirits, man, and he's working hard just to get him back to 100%. Um, I noticed, you know, he mentioned a little bit of struggle with the left side of the body, um, but there's no, there's no boundaries to, to what he, the kid is capable of doing. Um, there's nobody holding him back. He's pushing himself, and that's what you want to see, um, and, and he's in good hands, you know, with the 
supportive. Um, you know, I think he's at the Spinal Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know, what an amazing group to be a part of. And, um, you know, his mother is definitely mom of the year um, for taking care of him through all of this. And, uh, you know, that's your baby boy. So you're going to do whatever you can for him. And he was, uh, you know, it, it was just so emotionally great to see him um, out and about, see his face, see him smile. And even though he had a mask on the whole time, you could see, um, you know, those cheeks were, were risen, risen up, uh, you know, the whole uh, Friday and Saturday time he was there. So um, it was great to see Dason. He's he's a fighter. He's got a, a great attitude towards the direction he's going with everything. And he's going to be in a race car not before long. It's easy to lose sight of, of what your goal is when you get in the middle of the fight, like he's in the middle of the fight right now. Right. And I promise you, when he got out there and got around those racers and got around all of you guys again, man, it, it had to be a huge emotional support for him. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's everything. Is, is those, the fans, his family, the racers, that's, that's what's driving him to keep this fight alive. And, um, you know, it's just really, it was really awesome to see him. Um, you know, I got a little emotional when he walked out in, um, in the grandstands in three and four, and you see the support from the fans. And it's not just the racers that are, that are following his path here with, uh, you know, with a road to recovery. So, um, it's the race fans, it's his family and it's, and the racers, you guys, you know, everybody's behind this kid and that's, what's going to bring him to back to the top. It was pretty unbelievable that the, the fans, when he got announced and I mean, it was, I was, I, I didn't, I hadn't seen him there yet. I didn't wander far from the uh, cooler, but anyhow, I hadn't seen him yet. And, uh, <laughs> He was, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. And, uh, Kaylee Bryson, I brought her up earlier on a show we were just talking about, uh, teammate of yours. Uh, she's, she's got some, uh, she's got some definite drive, some spunk, man. And, and she, uh, she wasn't going to be denied to be, to, to make history that night. She, uh, she did an amazing job. 10th to first in a B main is, it's pretty difficult when it's, um, you know, you're at the Chili Bowl. Those are, um, you know, obviously that B main is those guys that, that um, all the third place finishers from the prelim nights. Um, so they're, uh, you know, a pretty stout field there. So it's, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth, I think all the way through seventh. So, um, you know, you're not racing against, uh, you know, anybody that doesn't know what they're doing. So she did an amazing job. First female to make the A main at the Chili Bowl history. Um, you know, it's just, there was a lot going on at the Chili Bowl. So it was cool to, uh, to be a part of all that. Yeah. And she'd kind of forecasted that. Um, I think she was, uh, she had qualified on the pole out of Ventura for Turkey night Grand Prix. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think an all female front row first time in history there as well. So some right. talented, uh, some talented ladies coming through the field. I thought a really cool moment was right before driver introductions. I don't know if you, you caught this or not Rico, but team was standing there and wanted to get a selfie with her. I was like, that's Timez. Timez wanting to get a selfie with Kaylee. That's, that's pretty damn yeah. cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, Timez is a wild guy. He's just a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> just a little out there. 
Hey, man, talk me through uh, through that race on your prelim night. You were you were talking about it before. You actually struggled a little bit in the in the beginning trying to get that thing sorted. You went up to the top, and boy, running the top all week long. I mean, it seemed like there was some speed there, but boy, as Rico uh, Elmore here said in the studio. You needed to be spot on. You could miss it by a couple of inches, man, and find yourself on your lid. But you you were finally able, I don't know what it was, maybe midway point through, uh, finally figured that top shelf out, and you were just grazing that ledge and, and driving off of it. It looked beautiful. Once the pace slowed down, my car got really good. In the beginning of the race, there was quite a bit of grip. It was just uh, a little bit more difficult to take off um, – so I moved up, I ran the bottom of the first few laps, moved up, um, you know, that little cushion got to start getting built and it really took off about halfway through. So over the years, I've been so committed to running the bottom of the Chili Bowl this year, I showed up saying, I'm going to run wherever my car wants to take me. If I feel like going to the top, I'm going to try to make this work. So, um, you know, about halfway through the race on Wednesday night, I was able to really take off and get some big speed down the back straightaway and uh, past McDougal and uh, Colby Copeland in three and four. And then, um, you know, got to racing with Chase Randall and Kevin Thomas Jr. Made a race winning move, um, you know, on the last lap in three and four on the bottom. So the track kind of um, started on the bottom halfway through. We were all ripping the top. Um, and then the last 10 or so laps, it was starting to work its way back to the bottom just because the top gets so treacherous. Once it gets up by the wall, the cushion gets so defined to run. It's really difficult to not make mistakes. And you see those guys venture back to the bottom and one little hiccup, um, you know, and they'll, they'll get right to you uh, and pressure you and, and make you um, have to drive a little bit harder, which, um, you know, raises that bar for that mistake factor. So, um, you know, luckily I was just trying to be smooth um, and stay calm as, as, as well as I could, um, you know, there at the end being pressured. I just didn't want to make mistakes, so I slowed my pace down a little bit, allowed Kevin to get to my inside. And luckily, I, I got down at the right time um, on the last lap, and that's what won us the race. Rico Abreu, one of our house drivers here at Fatheads Eyewear, on the show with us here today. An outstanding young gentleman and a qualified driver for sure. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back in just a moment. This segment of The Skinny has been brought to you by General Tire. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Rhino Classifieds. Tired of all those ads and random stuff that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts? Rhino Classifieds was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need. The trailer to move your baby around the country in. We got you at rhino.co. Welcome back to the skinny. We have an amazing race car driver on the show with us here today, Enrico Abreu, the 2014 USAC National Midget Champ and Indiana Midget Week Champ. 25 wins that year. 2013 National Midget Rookie of the Year. Of course, two-time Chili Bowl winner as well. Longtime driver for Keith Coons. And currently... You really run a mixed bag of where you want to go racing, man. It might be World of Outlaws. It might be All-Stars. It might be USAC. Who knows where you might see Rico Abreu. It's got to be a lot of fun for you to just pick and choose where you want to go play. It is. I enjoy it. Um, I just like to go race for money in the big races. So, um, <laughs> you know, as long as, as long as these guys keep paying good money, I'll keep showing up at their races. True Outlaw. Yeah, true outlaw, how the, how the series started, right? That's, That's exactly, right. they didn't want to follow all the rules and the guidelines, so they started that thing. 2021 was a solid year for you, man. 17 top threes. I was kind of looking down through there for your results. 
of the 17 top threes, 10 of those were second places. Three of them wins, but man, bridesmaid, bridesmaid, bridesmaid. You had to be sick and tired of finishing seconds. Like, I got to win one of these things. Yeah, we really got going there at the end of the year. Um, you know, just that's just how it goes sometimes, Ken. And it's, it's um, you know, it can be difficult to, to win these races, um, you know, especially when you're focusing on, on really key events, um, you know, where the best competition is in the country. It's uh, it just makes it difficult to win, you know, but we were we were consistent. And that's all you can ask for putting yourself in contention. Um, that's really what I focused on this year is just being right there at the end of these races. And, um, you know, there's just little minor changes probably could have been the difference of us winning or losing races. Um, you know, the ones that that got me quite frustrated were where we started off the front row and run third or fourth, um, you know, right at the end, we just kind of missed it on fuel load or um, when the fuel load burned off, we got it got really difficult to uh, just stick those rear tires of our sprint car. So um, but we start in. 2022 off great with a prelim win and a top three. So two top three finishes in two races, which you can't ask for better than that. So you got Rick Warner this year. Tell us about it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm excited to get the opportunity to race for race with Rick. Um, I feel like he's one of the best crew chiefs in the country and I'm able to, uh, you know, just, just take that next step, um, of, you know, my success in my career and I want to do whatever it takes to win the Knoxville nationals and the Kings Royals and the races that, uh, pay the most money. He, uh, he definitely is unbelievable. Um, I, of course I've watched him for years, but really got to watch him when, you know, Tony, uh, when he was working with Tony, uh, on Tony's car, the 14 car. And I mean, he, um, I'm not sure if there's many that go at it exactly the way he goes at it, but it's uh, it's pretty cool to watch. So I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for him, and uh, I, I uh, it's it's going to be good for everybody. And I just, uh, as I told him when I saw him at the Chili Bowl, I told him I said, uh, one, you sound like hell, and uh, <laughs> I said I said uh, two you better make sure you take care of yourself. And then of course I got to see his wife, Danelle, which, uh, uh, can be meaner than a snake at times if you provoke her. So, uh, which is my favorite. So, you know, uh, but, uh, great family. And I, and, and, uh, Rick, Ricky's, uh, son, he, he was with you for a minute, right? Is that, or yeah, Drew and I raced together for two years. We were together yeah. for two years. So Drew and I, um, you know, I consider him one of my best friends, Danelle, Stevie, Rick, you know, they've, I, they've been, um, like family to me for almost 10 years now. When I, I first started hanging around the sprint car world, um, you know, knowing Ricky and then Drew being a mechanic out here in California, I get to see him be around him. He's really close, um, lives close to me. So, uh, you know, they just, they're just diehard race fans, family, you know, come from a race background, all they know, all they want to do is race. Um, and, um, you know, Rick is, he's, he's one of the best, um, you know, and where he, where he really comes in as a, as a packaged mechanic crew chief is his experience and his critical thinking at the racetrack, those final decisions that get made right before your car gets pushed out. Um, 
you know, and, and, and Rick is really good about driving confidence into that race car driver, um, you know, and making them feel comfortable, um, you know, and confident when they get out there on the racetrack that they are going to be fast, no matter what the circumstances is. That race car is going to run right around that corner and it's going to be stuck no matter where you run it. Yeah. And he is, he is, uh, he's a great coach. And I, I, and I mean, just like Rico's talking about, but an unbelievable coach and, uh, the knowledge that he has from the people that he learned it from is probably second to none. I mean, the Gary Stantons that, that, you know, Tanner was talking about earlier, you know, Daryl Socher, uh, you know, of course, Ronnie, um, um, why do I forget Ronnie's name? The engine builder. Um, Shaver. Yeah, Shavers. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back from the chili you, bowl again. You but. can't. What, what makes it so um, interesting about the sport of sprint car racing is you can't buy experience and, and you can't buy that knowledge. Um, yet you can go and find, um, you know, a young kit a young mechanic and want to develop them to be a crew chief um you know but where where people learn is is experiences and, and different circumstances and being out there on the road grinding um you know and 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 right taking down notes and understanding why things do what on race cars um you know so um you know as a as a mechanic or a crew chief coming up through the ranks it's important that you surround yourself by the best people possible and you learn everything you can from that person. Yeah. That chemistry, uh, everybody talks about it. You win a championship whenever there's team chemistry and it's uh, without it, you're not going to win a championship, but I, I love what you guys are saying ab about him. And I, I don't know him at all, but clearly a guy with a ton of experience that you talked about out on the road grinding for many, many years. So what it tells me is he's, he sees a lot of stuff and those seasoned eyes can correlate with a driver and what that driver's saying. Or as you mentioned before, Abreu, uh, you know, he takes a look at that track just before you guys are going to roll off. And he's not guessing at what that track's going to do. He's got a pretty damn good idea of what that track's going to do and how it's going to de develop, you know, over the course of, of the laps of that main. So he can make those final adjustments, air pressures, whatever it may be, to make sure your car's as good as it is in the end. And then he installs that confidence in you, like you said, I mean, that's a, that's a lethal combination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, you show up to the racetrack with a plan. So the track does this, we're going to go this direction. The track does that. We're going to go that direction. You already know your decisions already made before it even happens. So it's, that's what, that's where you beat these guys. Um, you know, and then the chemistry between the crew chief and the driver and the relationship and, um, you know, he need, he knows what I need and I know what he needs to, to keep excelling. Um, and that's where, that's where you see these guys win these ma major races. And, and that's the position I need to be in to, to accomplish those goals in my career is, is winning the Knoxville nationals, the Kings Royals, winning another chili bowl. I need to keep putting myself in good positions so I get those races won again. I, I get starstruck myself. I mean, I feel the pressure. Uh, I've said this a couple of times on the show. Um, I mean, short of my son winning a championship, you know, a couple of moments with my son, uh, safely inside of the top three was when I was standing at the line last year at the 500 on pole day, uh, part of, part of the Ganassi team, uh, clearly don't need a spotter whenever you're qualifying for a pole, but 
I, I was standing down there on the starting grid. Uh, second to last goes out and lays down the quickest time. So that was a time we had to beat, and the crowd went crazy, right? I mean, everybody yelling, screaming, cheering, and I'm standing there. I mean, I get goosebumps now thinking about it, but I'm standing there thinking, I don't know if we're going to beat that guy there. So I have a little bit of doubt in my brain. You know, I'm not saying a word. So I'm thinking, wow, man, this uh, – and, and the pressure. I mean, my God, dude, I mean, there's just no explaining the amount of pressure that is that you feel standing down there. Everybody watching you. There's one car left to roll out, and it's Scott Dixon, right? And I remember one of the crew members turning around, never flinched, never blinked an eye, and he said, if they think that car's fast, wait till they see this one. And I was like, oh, my God. You wow. know, I mean, never flinched. Like, we're just going to kick his ass, and that's what's going to happen. And Rings for everyone. And that's what happened. <laughs> see what I did there, Michael? It was pretty cool. <laughs> Did you see who won or got second? Herda. Herda was second. And Herda was hauling ass. Yeah. That oh, that's right, because because on the previous day, uh, he went out when it was really hot, and he said there's a lot left inside of this car. So we knew he had a shot at the pole. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. But watching someone win the Chili Bowl, which Rico has done, watching Tanner do it this time, that close of proximity, I don't know which is crazier, the amount of people at the Speedway or that many people that close at the Chili Bowl in the place you it's like oh, the, de deafening. Yeah, the electrifying atmosphere, you know, it's it's similar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, inflatables uh, <laughs> over the top of the crowds. I just kept I just kept telling Tanner just because I've obviously experienced those moments you know twice now and i just kept telling him like we went we rode in the golf cart there over to the press conference and you know it was i just i just kept telling him just enjoy this moment like you never know if it'll happen again or not but enjoy it i mean you just won the biggest race of the year for you know a lot of us racers the chili bowl is the number one race um you know you know these guys a lot of those guys in the building they don't compete at the Knoxville nationals or Kings Royal or, you know, and, and some of them probably have never even attended those events, but the Chili Bowl is the number one for, for more than, you know, I'd say 90% of the people that were in that building. So it was, um, you know, it, it, it's important you enjoy that time, enjoy it with your team, enjoy it, you know, and, and we were, I was walking out after the race and, and they were all partying down at their trailer. and I just made it a stop down there one more time just to tell them, you know, this is, it's pretty badass. I mean, what what that 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 building, how electric it gets, and you know they they only remember one person that that leaves that place when they leave that place, and that's who won the race, and that was Tanner Thorson. We're gonna take a quick break here. We'll be right back on the other side with more from Rico Abreu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Dream Giveaway. Dream Giveaway has been giving away high-end American muscle cars to raise money for charity since 2007. Dream Giveaway is known for giving away classic and new muscle and paying the federal taxes so the winners don't have to. For $25, you can jump in the game, and part of that goes to charity. You'll have a chance at winning some of the coolest cars on the planet. Check it out at dreamgiveaway.com. Welcome back to The Skinny. We have Rico Abreu on the show with us here, fresh off of the 36th running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Midget Nationals, finished up inside of the top three. A great run once again uh, with Keith Coons. And you were just talking about your good friend Tanner Thorson. You stopped by and afterwards and told him, hey, man, make sure you, you take it all in and, and enjoy this. And we had Tanner on the show here just previously, and he had that golden driller sitting right beside him. The entire interview, he said, man, he said, I'm still not sure I, I'm taking all this in. He said, I, I, I want to. He said, but I, I, I got to pinch myself. He said, but I'm taking this damn trophy with me everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's uh, those ones are hard to get, man. It's uh, it's it's a chili bowl. You get we're all racing there for one reason. It ain't the money. You know, it's it's that golden driller that Tanner had in his hands. 
Nobody has caught you when it comes to donuts, though. He went out there and attempted a donut, but there, there was no Rico Abreu donut. No, no, no. The donut <laughs> count that we had for Rico, it, it far it exceeds anybody's chances. I don't know if uh, you know anyone will ever get close to those. That was a pretty unbelievable night. I've never done donuts since that night, so it's been six years now, I think, since I won the Chili Bowl. Um, and I haven't done donuts because I don't think I could ever do anything that duplicates those. That was pretty <laughs> you wild. Set the bar, um, yeah, bit, you set the bit, bar pretty high. <laughs> bend the front end up on it and everything when he landed it. It was. You did it enough of them bad. to cover a career. I mean, boom, done. Donuts are done. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to do, attempt to do anymore. I have the car here at our shop here in California, and it's uh, the, the right front axles bend up on it just because of those donuts. <laughs> Must have been flying around there. Uh, Tanner said he got out of the car. He said he was looking at the steering wheel later on. He said the steering wheel's all bent up. He said I don't know how it got bent. He said, but it's but it's bent. <laughs> he said it's absolutely dished in, like he had rammed it, like almost rammed his fist through it. And uh, he was, he said, yeah. He goes, I crossed the checkered in uh, the start finish line. He goes, I was about to pass out. That it was just just unbelievable. That's pretty I cool. Only, yeah, I could. I mean, just you couldn't even imagine that. But uh, so, what's your first race again, or what's your next race this year? I should say. Um, I'm planning on running about 60 outlaw shows, so I think we're gonna try to start with them in uh, Mongolia, uh, Mississippi. Um, so we'll see. We just got to see where we're at. I'm gonna spend some time uh, in the middle of February, right? When everybody goes, we're not going to Volusia, so or for any of the Florida stuff. So once everybody goes down there, I'm gonna go to Indy and, and kind of see where everything's at, and then we'll make a final decision on what our first race will be. Sixty of those things, man. That's nearly the entire season. Yeah, it's three quarters worth or eighty percent of them. So um, I think it's it's um, you know I want to get out there and get racing with those guys. The Outlaws are the best in the country. Um, you know, and get racing and helping. We're going to sell t-shirts again and help Jason sides, um, you know, to bring his shirts out with us. So, um, we're able to give the fans my shirts and Jason side shirts. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. And, and man, I, I was pretty impressed with the old sides there the last couple of years. Since you guys have hooked up, he, he's definitely starting to make, uh, kind of make some moves of the, of the years past and, Looked like he got a little more pep in his step, maybe a little different help. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, Jay's, uh, you know, Jay's out there. One of those guys been out there a long time grinding on it. And I just want to be, um, you know, supportive of his race team. And, and uh, you know, with us combining, it was able to, uh, you know, I help him more with sponsorship stuff. And it's uh, it'll be a good time, man. The, the size boys are they're uh, they're they're a little wild guys they're, they're, they're wild sides i mean they are <laughs> they they've definitely uh and and the and and some of the best people you'll ever meet in your life on top of it so that's that's the cool part abrew's right there that with them part. by the way i mean uh, we're getting the calm docile abrew yeah, here and everybody's not seeing the the real deal i know one, one, one thing he was talking there's about, a dark side to he abrew was, he was talking about preparing everything he was talking about preparing. I was like, do they prepare for when you stay all night at the dingus 
across the street from Knoxville and well sometimes you just things just run late you're you're all you're all <laughs> wadded up and and you're you're sorry that you have to run at five o'clock the next afternoon so it's uh it's a good time but now i uh you know i i met rico i don't know how many years ago and you know he was just kind of new out here running the uh you know running the midget stuff and uh J.R. Todd, of course, which is a, a is a good friend to both of us as well, and uh, you know we all just kind of kind of started running around and and uh, you know uh, becoming more friends and and really close friends as as it turns out, and and uh, and you know he's got a great name, you know, so he's got that going for him, which you know all the rest of it can just you know lay back, but. Uh, but now there's there's nothing short of a good time and the the camaraderie that that uh, in the family that's around racing. I mean they they have no problem fighting, trust me. But I mean they they also have no problem being, you know, tied uh, tied together and helping each other. When I mean you watch somebody come in off the track and their car's junked, and every team that that doesn't want them to win is over there helping them get that car back together. And trying to get them back on the track, so it's uh, it's a great atmosphere. That's why we love it. That's why we're involved in it, and so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So we're we're excited to excited to watch you do some more of it this year, bud. I'm ready. Let's talk about your dad for a moment, because uh, the reputation you and your father have in the industry is second to none, and uh, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody. Uh, that has been around you guys that your father hasn't just helped a little bit, I mean, but has gone way out of his way, over and above, if you will, to help out so many people. Where does that passion stem from for your dad? Um, I think just just understanding people and, um, you know, my dad's desire to want to help people succeed and um, not only just be successful, but just be the greatest um, of their ability in life. And, um, you know, you see my father get behind um, these young kids, Tanner Thorson's, Ryan Robinson's, um, you know, myself, uh, you know, and, and that's just on the racing side when, when, um, you know, there's, there's so much other stuff that he's able to, uh, you know, just, just get the best out of, um, you know, even a mechanic or, um, you know, we're big into live, the livestock industry with my brother and sister and me growing up before I started racing and, and, um, you know, just giving kids opportunities is, is something he's really, um, you know, excelled at and, and was, um, you know, is able to do and, and enjoy and give back to these communities. Um, if, you know, it's racing, livestock, the wine industry, um, you know, he's just any, anything he touches, he's a hundred percent in on and, um, you know, it's, you don't see that across this country much. Um, but when you do, um, it, it's really pleasant, um, to see those things and, and see people, um, you know, spread their money around to, to help others succeed in life. So I was trying to think the first team that, that I can remember him coming back him or you guys coming East and doing USAC was that was that when Larson was running you was it Larson it was with, and then you it was with Keith Bloom Jr. and Davy Jones 
Okay. I don't okay, know if that, you okay. remember that. It would have been like two thousand nine, I think. Yep. He, yep. Um, Davy Jones built a team basically from scratch, for, yep. and Keith Bloom Jr. started driving. I think he did two years, and then Larson, Larson and I became really good friends through the go kart stuff. Um, and Larson just started running some um you know he started at Cading Saddlehopper Construction one of my father's business partners do a lot of business together through in the Napa Valley um seeing Kyle Larson at the Calistoga of Louis Vermeil the first year and he was um wanted to help Kyle and then they got together and did some stuff with the Cadings um with Kyle when he won the Golden State Championship and then Kyle was looking to do some stuff in Indiana and my dad all that had all this stuff there and for some reason, I don't think Bloom could race. Um, so, um, or it was kind of on the downfall of um, that era of my dad supporting him. Um, and we called Davy Jones. It was like three in the morning, and he we were like, "Hey, we want to fly in and race. Can you get the car ready?" And we, yep, Kyle I'll have it ready back there. Yeah, and that that thing was ready. And Kyle, I think he ran second at Bloomington, and then we went to Lawrenceburg and won or something. And it was. And then it was on from there, and then they started building Dave, wing cars. Davey, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Davey is, I mean, he is one of a kind. And I, I of course, remember that well. And, uh, and uh, but I, he just, Rico just brought something up that I have to touch on. They were trained by Bud Kading. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole party atmosphere, or the good time atmosphere, I should say, and, uh, I think uh, I think uh, uh, Bud's brother that that ran some of Tony's stuff. He's like, yeah, Bud can do anything, and they just laugh and think it's great. He goes, I do anything like that. Somebody wants to punch me in the face, I go, clearly. And he's, he's he's clear he's clearly got that uh, that Midas touch. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, I I I was uh, I was talking to uh, when we were talking to Tanner. I was. Um, I was discussing uh, having lunch with your dad, and of course, had spent some time with him before that. But uh, spending lunch with him and and talking about just different, uh, just different things, and and just a just an incredible human being. I mean, just an unbelievable person. I mean, although he did throw you in the floorboard of the truck and cover you up with a jacket, <laughs> we do remember that story from the last show. So. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, he's a great guy. You're an unbelievable person and, and I can totally see where that comes from. So, uh, you see a lot of, uh, you see a lot of people and, uh, and, uh, you know exactly what their parents are about when you, when you get to, uh, when you get to meet them and see how they are. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. So. Um, hey man, we'll wrap this thing up. But before we do that, I, I always learn something when I'm talking to you. Um, I, I had no clue your father was involved in construction at all, nor did I have any clue that you guys had anything to do with livestock animals and, and were big in that. But I for sure knew about the Abreu Vineyards and, and I wanted to go into that a little bit with you. I, I've always been very curious. I went on the website today and I see on there um, olive oils, you know, they have, and they have the, the olive trees and blackberries and of course the grapes yep. for the vineyard but the one that that caught my eye was the waiting list 
You have to get on a waiting list. Oh yeah. To to it, it, and let me let me know if I'm saying this right. You have to be on the list in order to buy from you guys. And if you're not on the list, you have to get on the waiting list to get onto the list. Is that correct? Yes, sir. It's uh. So they have a, a wait list. Just because there's such a minimal selective of wine that they sell each year, and it, um, you know, once you get off the list, and the next person gets on, that's been waiting. So, um, we've heard of people have been waiting for six years now to get on, and they haven't got on yet. So the fact that my wife's birthday is this coming Friday isn't going to help at all. Whenever I say, you know, I'd love to get a bottle of wine for it. Oh, you can you can go online and pony up. That's what you could do. Yeah, so. there's secondary market you could jump on, um, but it's uh, now we're really fortunate to be in those positions, and um, you know, there's very humbling industry the wine industry is, and it's. Uh, it's it's where the best wine in the world comes from here, right here in Napa Valley. And it's and it's nothing short of that. Yeah, I know, I know you're familiar with it for sure. And the, but, you guys but, almost lost it all, right, in the fire? Yeah, that's that's you guys were. Tell us about that a little bit. I forgot. Yeah, we were close. Um, the fire was right here in our backyard. Burned some of our ranch, actually, where our grapes are produced from. So, um, but luckily we got such a great group of people that that are here um and that wanted to help save the place we got a bunch of bulldozers built up a fire break um and that's what uh helped save our ranch where um a lot majority of the wine is stored and then all of our equipment i can uh, i can read the label now the sweet fruity taste with a natural smoky filled it's got, it's got a, yeah. it's got a little bit of an was, got a little bit of an oak taste to it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his brother. I saw pictures. Of course, his his brother out with with fire. It is all in. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. I mean, just, scary stuff. Just out there going at it, and I mean, I kept texting him, and you know, cell service was you know crazy, and I was like, dude, are you got you know, are you all right? I mean, I'll I'll. I'll drag whatever I can out there, you know, to help. But uh, it was, it was a, it was a scary time for everybody in that area. And uh, glad they made it through it. And I know that at at one point, you know, when Rico and I were talking about it, you know, they were they were concerned that exactly what you just said, that the smoke was going to ruin the grapes. And uh, I think you guys made it through that decently, right? Is that what you told me? Yeah, some of it um, was was pretty wounded, um, but there was some stuff they could um, that they saved or they picked before the fire. So, um, you know, that's right in harvest season, October. Um, so last year it was, I think, a year and a half ago now. So, uh, you know, but it was um, they were able to salvage some of the fruit and, and save it. Um, but um, some of it, the smoke, it was tainted. So you uh, when when you sell a quality wine like Abreu vineyards does um you know you can't sell something tainted to these customers so um you honestly just what they did was just drop the groups the fruit on the ground and and they they called uh, 2020 as a loss what it what is the starting point on a abrew vineyards bottle of wine i mean i'm just thinking <laughs> if i get on the wait list and it's six years and i start saving now right Right, you can do payroll deduction. You know, here. maybe like a grand a year. Am I? Am I in the hunt? <laughs> we can get. <laughs> Yo, yeah. 
I, I, I just need to send you some wine and you'll uh, <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. Let, let me ask you this. Is there a waiting list for the extra virgin olive oil? Can you get, can you get a bottle of that? Hey, I can get you some olive oil. It's good cooking olive oil. It's, it comes right off our farm. So they, that's another, uh, you know, entity that my dad has created is in the olive oil industry as well, where they handpick these olives. Um, and they send them down the road to get pressed and they come right back and everything's handcrafted. So it's, it's, uh, you know, here at our ranch. So they, they actually, um, you know, obviously buy the glass for the olive oil, but, um, they do the corking and the capsules and everything right in house, which is, which but and, he has, and the, and the labels, the labels, glass, you right? At, yeah. Is it special glass, glass or label? France. Yeah, France. Huh? That's it. Sorry. Yeah, it yeah. It's the France. glasses yeah. from France. Yeah. I saw a documentary on. I I saw a documentary. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I saw a documentary on virgin olive oils uh, and, and how then they you went there and how they were created. You know, in some town in Italy and uh, and the test the taste testers. I mean. My God, dude, I mean, it's a legit process. It's a very serious process. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, that's super cool because that is not an easy industry. It's very, very difficult. Yes, it is. And it's very competitive as well. So there's, um, you know, you you see, you could tell the difference pretty quickly of, um, you know, our family's olive oil compared to your normal, uh, you know, cooking olive oil that you can buy at the grocery store. So he'll get you a bottle of that. You can drink that. And that yeah, wine, the wine you're That's a little bit easier to get. You just send me that, and I'll tell my wife, hey, I got you. Don't, don't put it in a, a, a virgin uh, olive oil bottle. Just put it in a wine bottle, and I'll say, look what I got okay. you. This, this is right from Abrew Wine. Abrew Vineyards right here. Let's cook with it. It only costs six grand. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff, man. As always, we always love having you on the show, man. You're you're a ball of fire, a load of energy. You're an incredible driver. Love to watch you do what you do, man. Um, your father and, and what you guys do for the industry, we, we can't thank you guys enough. Thank you guys for having me on. Rico Avery, ladies and gentlemen, once again here on The Skinny. We certainly appreciate his time. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can always check it out. By the way, go to that website and check out the Abreu Vineyards. Yes, you're welcome to jump on that waiting list. Till then, we'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us here on The Skinny. This episode has been brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifies, Dream Giveaway, and General Tire. For the latest in sunglasses, optical frames, accessories, and apparel, be sure to check out fatheads.com. That's fatheads with a Z. Production facilities provided by Fatheads Eyewear Studios. All rights reserved. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.